Welcome back, everybody, to Opportunity Knocks, the podcast about the business journey for entrepreneurs, salespeople, hustlers of all kinds. And today we have a special guest with us, as as with all, they're all special guests because of the fact that they even grace us with their presence. But we've got one of these uh, real estate industry uh, up and coming superstars and up and you've been at it for 10 years, doesn't six plus to 10 years doesn't really make you a, a newbie anymore, but you're amongst that that new breed of real estate agent that's becoming the hot thing uh, in the market. We are here with the one and only John McSherry. John, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you coming in. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's an honor to be on this podcast. Thank you for asking me and I look forward to it. Yeah, definitely. So let's let's dive right into it. Let's sure. let's tell the audience a little bit about you. Um, sure. You, you mentioned you're licensed six years mm-hmm. here on Long Island. Yes. You're with Douglas Elliman, one of the bigger firms on the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've been, but you've been in the real estate world for about 10 years. Right. Tell me, tell me what got you in, where you started, how you evolved. Sure, sure. So about 13 years ago, I moved back to New York from Philly. I went to college out there for industrial design, which okay. is designing everyday things, you know, furniture, graphics, packaging. And when I moved out here, I started working as a designer and I actually moved into my aunt's garage. It was actually a half a garage. I moved in and I had nowhere else to go. And it was like a way for me to kind of just take a step back, not have to pay rent and start looking for a job. So I found that job. And um, shortly after, you know, coming from a creative background, I uh, I fell in love with HGTV. Okay. I started watching all the flipping shows, the design shows, color splash, everything. And I just fell in love. It was just so intriguing. And I was like, someday I want to start buying houses, fixing them up and flipping them. So it was basically taking my design design aspects. And instead of doing it to a product, I would apply it to houses. So I started saving everything, every penny. And over the years, you know, I started building up a lot of capital. And um, one day I eventually bought my first property and I moved into it. I fixed it up. I moved into it. And then I went to a Rich Dad Poor Dad conference. And I learned that a primary residence could potentially be you know, it's not always a investment. I mean, it is, but all my money was locked up in that primary. It's not necessarily residence. an asset. It's a liability exactly. depending on how you treat it. Yep. So I was like, wow, I just bought this first property. Now I have to sell it. So I sold that property and I started buying houses, fixing them up, flipping them. And it just turned into this obsession over time. And about six years ago, a lot of people started asking me for help. So I was like, I might as well get my license and help other people with this process. So so, so your network of people started to pay attention to what you were doing. They correct. were asking questions. And as a result, that's what led you into the sales side of the business. Correct. Okay. okay. Now, everybody and their mother says they want to become a real estate investor. Mm-hmm. How did you, what right did you have? I like, I like to phrase it though. What right did you have to become a real estate investor? What did you know? Who did you know? How were you doing it? Mm. Like, how did, how did that just become something that hey, you could start doing it? Sure. And what was involved in it? Because well, that's what most people are missing. Sure. So. Well, I, I think a big part of it was the education. So going to the Rich Dad, Poor Dad seminar, uh, finding mentors, education, and getting out there and looking at properties, like actually touching them, feeling them, looking at materials, going to, you know, the auctions, looking at foreclosures, short sales, and just really digging in and just like getting my hands dirty and like actually getting out there. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So you literally dove in. Where, where'd the capital come from? So I saved all that money, bought that property. And then when I sold it, um, I paid down about uh, $30,000 of principal. And it increased in value about another 30. So okay. over what time period? Uh, I was three years. Okay. So I did a 15 year mortgage and I was paying it off pretty quickly. So I paid off a lot of principal and then I took all that money plus my down payment 
and then bought my first investment property. So that was, that was kind of where I was leading with it. You leverage right. the power of other people's money as exactly. we refer to it. Yes. Um, how old, if you mind me asking, how old were you when you did that first one? So that was 10 years Ballpark. ago, 39 now. So about like 29. Okay. Yeah. So you had credit established in your young life at that point. Yeah. So actually my credit was horrible prior to that, but I used those couple of years at my aunt's house to build my credit back up. It took about two years. You know, I, I got like a prepaid credit card and just, you know, I would just pay things off right away and just slowly built it over two years. But that was very important. Credit is, you know, yeah. I love and, part of and, it. And I'm, I was kind of setting you up for that because that sure. that's a very powerful concept that most people don't understand. Right. It's well, you know, I got money in the bank. I can go get a mortgage. I, you know, I got a 620 credit score, but the banks are lending. Mm-hmm. There was, there was a time where that was the norm. Right. Um, but, but hearing how you, you stayed humble, stayed mm-hmm. small, right. Pinched the pennies, did what you had to do. That's sure, fantastic. Sure. So you start flipping houses, people catch on to what you're doing. And then all of a sudden let's get my license. Yeah. Tell tell me about that process. Why, how, where? So actually the first, um, property, well, one of the first properties that I tried to sell that I was flipping, I was like, well, let me try to sell it myself. And I tried to do it for sale by owner and it just wasn't selling. I'm like, well, you know, I should probably get my license if I'm going to sell it myself to invite all the brokers in to help sell the property quicker. So that Mm -hmm. was a big part of why I got it. And then when I sold that first property as a, as an agent, I ended up getting three buyers that all needed help. And they're like, Hey, can you help me find a house? And I was like, of course. So then I picked up three buyers. I started helping them. And then it just kind of snowballed. It's steamrolls. Yeah. Yeah. I I look at, you know, we don't know each other. Well, we know each other through the wonderful world of social media and we'll dive into that uh, in a little bit, but I I look at your, I look at your journey and I say, this is a guy who not only knows how to make noise in the world of social media, which is really what it's all about. It's a marketing platform for many of us. Sure. Uh, You do a good job with that. Thank you. But you've got a tremendous reputation as being a guy who gets things done. What was, so uh, from my perspective, you don't have a job, you run a business. And that's what I tell people all the time is you get your license, you're immediately an entrepreneur. Right. But all too many people don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to circle it back around to why we do this podcast is talking about the world of opportunities and entrepreneurs and how to grow and differentiating between the jobs and the tasks and being the business owner. Mm-hmm. Give me a little insight as to uh, and, and dive as deep as you want or stay as surface level as you want. I'm good with either one. But tell me about the business of John McSherry, Inc., mm-hmm. the, the business of you. It's a good question. So I operate a few different businesses and the way that I look at my business is I'm just a problem solver. So every day I wake up jobless. Like you said, yep. I wake up without a job and I'm looking you're, for You're work. the second guest that used that exact line. Okay. And I love it. Okay. So my day starts with prospecting the first couple hours, you know, I'm just cold calling, uh, following up, texting, emailing. And basically what I'm looking to do is find people to help. And when I talk to someone, I say, Hey, I could either list this property for you as an agent. I could, help you renovate the property and then sell it as an agent if the property needs work or I could buy cash. So I just have a plethora of options that I can help people. And it's really just digging in and finding out how I can help somebody as best as possible. Cause there's some situations where people have to sell their house in two weeks. They need a cash offer. Right. There's other situations where they could wait a year or six months and I could list it as an agent. We could try to get top dollar for it. So it depends on the needs of the client. So the biz, the business model for you is, is, and I love that you led with it, the being a problem solver, mm-hmm. but because you run your real estate sales business as an agent, you're also an investor mm-hmm. and you do contracting type work as well. Correct. Right. Okay. Well, I'm not a contractor, but I bring but you in farm and you have, you have relationships. Exactly. So you do 
if we look at it very, very 30,000 foot level, you right. kind of have a, a general contracting ish business, exactly. even though it's not formally for John sure. Sherry Inc. Yep. Um, so I, I love the idea of going in and saying, you have a problem. If I have a solution, I want to work with you. Right. Does that lead to you having a majority of your business in any one level of, you know, I, I look at real estate and say very simple uh, to keep it generic. There's entry level homes and those are at very different prices, depending on the town you move to there's trade up and then there's the highest end. Right. Um, does that lead you to having a niche in any one specific of those three areas? I wish, but I'm kind of everywhere. So you're very diversified. I am very diversified and it's part of the reason why I need help. And now I'm looking for buyer's agents. I'm looking for help because I'm kind of everywhere, but it's good. Um, because I'm passionate about it and I enjoy it. But once I grow to the next level, I'm definitely going to need some help. Uh, Cause I have properties that are in like the $300,000 range up to, you know, $2.5 million. Okay. So. And, and that being a byproduct of the fact that you're licensed both, you actually have a dual license in the state where you're licensed with two different offices within Douglas Elliman, one being in New York city, another one being out here in Nassau County in garden city. Yes. Okay. Terrific. So you mentioned something, let me jump into it. Is there a team behind you or are you, are you the one man show? So I do have kind of a team um, in the city. Technically I do have a team, uh, but it's just one other guy that helps me out. He does a fantastic job with showings and working <coughs> with buyers, but okay. I, I really need to grow that. It's not, it's not at its full potential yet. Okay. So. Uh, and out here on Long Island, it's you. I have one buyer's agent that helps me. Okay. Yeah. And six years doing this. Yes. That's correct. pretty good. And and you have, we won't get into the specific numbers because uh you know, whether it's 10 or a thousand a year doesn't make a difference. It's all how you perceive it. Sure. I look at your business based on numbers that I know and say, you're, you're a highly productive agent, Thank you. which is a good thing. Um, as a result of that, you've let's, let's talk about the things that have driven you to continue to get better. Mm -hmm. Are there, you, you mentioned mentors, yes. are there mentors, are there groups? Is it networking? What is it that's helped you over your career get to the point where people know you respect you, apparently like you. And as a result, we think they're going to, they, that a fair amount of them are trusting you because yes. they're giving you the business. Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about that. Sure. That's a great question. I would say I've had a bunch of mentors over time, but I would say the most significant was hiring a real estate coach about three years ago. Okay. I was paying him about $500 a month. He used to work for Tom Ferry, but he started his own business. And there were two things he told me to do. And I always talk about this was he said, make cold calls and make videos. That's it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, those are two things I don't want to do. But he said, you have to do it. And I was paying the guy. So I started doing it and it changed. You trusted him. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And it changed everything. It changed my life. It changed my business. So, yeah. Uh, so, all right. So you hired, you hired a mentor I did. or you hired a coach yes. who acted as a mentor. Have there been any other people who brought you any kind of inspiration within your professional career, whether they be inside the real estate industry or outside of it? Sure. Actually at that very first job that I had, well, it was my second job, but it was in the design industry. Uh, there was um, a gentleman, Malcolm Adams, who um, lives in Brooklyn, started buying brownstones in bed you know, 13, 15 years ago. Malcolm's probably a very wealthy man right now as he a result is. of that. <laughs> you know, he owns a ton of property and he, you know, he has a lot of wisdom and he really kind of was like a jumping off point for me that helped me kind of, um, you know, start the process of, you know, going forward. Okay. Back. Back 10 years ago. Nice. So, yeah. Now we, we mentioned briefly before we started here, you are the president elect of YPN. Yes. Give, give our listeners a little heads up on what YPN is, what the objective is and, and what they may be interested in doing and become a part of it. Sure. Well, it's the young professional network. Um, I'm part of the LIBOR chapter and um, it's a great group of young professionals in real estate. Um, it's really not about the age, but it's just 
the younger part of the mm-hmm. business. And, um, you know, we come together, we throw events. Uh, we have the top 20 under 40 event coming up next year. I would say any young real estate agents in Long Island, if they want to get involved, definitely reach out to me or reach out to LIBOR. It's something, it's great for networking. It's yep. great to get involved, uh, to be of service and to give back. We do a lot of fundraising. We work with the Ronald McDonald House. And um, it's, you know, something that I want to bring to the network is um, more training in social media, more training and just video work and getting yourself out there. So that's something that I really want to help out with, um, with the next two years following. Uh, that, so. that, that was the perfect segue. Right. So let's get into it. Sure. Um, you and I are both very active in the social media world. Uh, yes. And it's, it amazes me how many people come to me as I look at what we do and say, we're, we're just barely scratching the surface. Right. And I, I think you do substantially more with me. You live in a world of stories. Uh, and I, I, I really, I watch your stuff and I, I learn a lot from, from everybody, but I love the way you do. And you have, there's, there's a routine behind it mm-hmm. that tells a story. Um, and I, I think that's a big reason why I got to know you more than the things you post anywhere else is just catching that story and saying, damn guys out of the house every day, five thirty, quarter to six in the morning, right. he's shuffling back and forth to the city, which I don't ever want to do anymore. <laughs> I, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for that, Sure, but you're, you're always moving. And, but at the same time, you're connecting. Right. Whether it be with somebody on camera or in messaging and back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I love that engaging part of it. Thank you. Um, social media is by far the biggest marketing opportunity anybody who's an entrepreneur has. Yes. And we need to leverage it. I was literally before you, about an hour before you got here, little mom and pop kitchen place opened up right on the other side of the tracks from me. I went in, I went in to order lunch because I, they've been open three or four months. I it's a hundred yards away. I've never had the chance to go. Wow. So today it's raining. I said, I parked the car and I saw the sign. I said, I'm going in. And I spent 40 minutes talking to her. Nice. Uh, and we're going to start to do some stuff together because as a media company, mm-hmm. it's not just about real estate. It's not just about entrepreneurs. It's not just about our business or educating people. It's about helping other people grow theirs. That's it. Uh, and we actually launched a channel called If You Live Here. Oh. Uh, and we're going to start a series on local businesses and local people and say, if you live here, you'd know this person, you'd be able to go here, you'd be able to do that. Um, and we're going to leverage that to say, how do we build our, our revenue generating systems? How do we get more revenue out of it as well while helping sure. build up another company? Um, and we're doing it all at our cost, which is a wonderful thing for them. Mm-hmm. It's, they don't really believe us right away. They're like, well, what's the catch? Right. The catch is I need you to cook four plates for me and let us do our thing and just be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but social media is such a powerful tool mm-hmm. and it, it's not a solution. It's a tool. I tell people that all the time, but what inspired you to get so active and tell us where you're most active, what kind of results you're getting and what your game plan is and desires are for it. Sure. Well, you know, that coach was like the springboard, which got me started, but also a lot of influence out influencers out there, which I know you follow as well, yep. like Gary V and yep. just, just following the whole idea of documenting everything. And I try to document my entire day. Um, sometimes I get really busy, but I, I still document it no matter what. And, um, like you said, it's about giving back and being of service. And also something you touched on is being a neighborhood expert, which I believe is a big part of our business because people come to us and ask for, you know, where the best restaurants are, or, you know, the schools or the trains. And it's important to really document that Mm -hmm. and just show it to everybody. So, Really, that's something that I'm going to focus on more is just um, becoming more of a neighborhood specialist okay. in, in the areas that I'm involved in. So, Well, let, let's put it out there. Sure. Who, who out there, if you could say right now, mm-hmm. who out there could help you do that? Mm-hmm. Who do you need to connect with? Who are those people that if 
if it wasn't an ask, it was just someone out there is going to do something for you, period. Who is that person? And it doesn't have to be a specific person, but, you know, what is it? Is it, is it a shop owner? Is it the superintendent of schools? Is it the guys who run the religious organizations in town? Who might that be? Sure. I think it's all of the above. I mean, I believe we should talk to everybody um, because also not only are we going to help each other's businesses, but everybody knows somebody looking to buy, sell, yep. or rent at all times. So there's so many people we could help and we should be looking to help everybody. Um, one way that I'm going to start though is with restaurants. Yep. So I think yeah. it's the easiest way it because, is. you know, we were recently out in California. We went okay. out for a two day mastermind. Oh, that's event, right. I saw that. And, and they talked about uh, food, family, Corey, what was it? It was food, family, the four F's, food, family, fashion, and fitness are the mm -hmm. four most Instagrammable categories out there. Cool. And I looked at that and I said, well, I'm 30, 40 pounds overweight. So fitness clearly is not going to be my target demographic. Uh, Lord knows we all love to have fun. Um, I'm, I, I live in jeans and black, black tops. So fashion really isn't my thing. I mean, you can look in the mirror, you got me beat on that one, but food is always, it's always the thing. And sure. Long Island has such an insanely passionate foodie network. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks they're a critic. Everyone thinks they deserve something special. Right. Uh, but we've got so many options. Like I, I talk about Long Beach all the time because it's one of my favorite places out here on the Island. And within, within a mile of my favorite restaurant in Long Beach, there's 150 plus options where you can go to get food. Now it may be a gas station and getting sushi, probably don't recommend that, but it could also be fine dining and everything in between. Right. And you just look at the population density of, of those establishments, how they all survive is incredible. Mm -hmm. But let's, let's help expose those small business owners. And not that I'm against any of the big franchises or chains, but I, as a guy who owned an independent restaurant in New York City for almost three years, know what it's like to go up against them. Right. So let's let's find Bob Smith, who owns the greatest fish place in town or the best burger place and, and see what we can do to help promote them. Sure. Um, give me some insight as to the direction you're looking to go with it. Well, I live in Rockville Center, which is also a good, a good central. to start. You know, yeah. I believe there's like 100 restaurants yep. there. So, um, And I do have a great relationship with a bunch of them. And actually, uh, my favorite... Uh, coffee shop. I never say it right, but I always say Cocabera. Okay. I don't know if you've ever been there. I'm, I'm not a coffee guy, so you're yeah. asking the wrong one okay. about that. Okay. So I love coffee. So yep. I drink coffee all day. And oh, you need to when you're out, when you're out running at <laughs> exactly. 530 in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking I might start there and then just kind of work my way outwards because Terrific. I already have a connection. I know the management and I have yep. a relationship there. So that's what I would recommend to any other real estate agent. Just, you know, start somewhere that you're comfortable yeah. and then just branch out. And, and I think, you know, the more I hear it and, and you really just validated it for me again, I think we're going to sit down as a company here, you know, take our media division and say, let's put together that plan for agents. Smart. Say you want to do this. This is how, this is our method. This is how we do it, how we get in the doors. Right. Here's our copy and our email, our script when we call them mm -hmm. or when we get face to face, what we're, we're pitching because we are right. pitching. Sure. Um, but how, how we want to do it. And I, I think Corey, I think that's a series that we need to start to put together um, because I think it provides opportunities. And again, if you don't want to do it for yourself, listen, hire us, come work with us, sure. whatever. It's, it's just another recruiting Smart. tool for me as well. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but I think it's a way to, to broaden our audience. And if you start doing it and I'm doing it and 20 other agents are doing it, well, that's only 22 people on a board of 20, six twenty nine thousand. So right. we're barely scratching the surface. There becomes a world of opportunity for us to look at each other and say, while we may be competing for the same business in theory, how often are we really competing for business? Right. Right. Let's build that mastermind to say, 
let's go take the world by storm and let's leverage each other because sure. you want to do a show. I want to do a show. Right. These other guys all, and there's this one hotspot we all want to go to mm-hmm. instead of five of us going and asking them to make four dishes. That's a total of 20. Mm-hmm. Why don't we all go in, have all our videographers go in there, yeah. share all the B roll of it. Mm-hmm. And then we just jump in and they're making four plates and they're getting five times the, right. the publicity. I think Brilliant. it's a great idea for us to build a network. Yeah. Um, well, I'm in. Yeah. So yeah. And, and, and yeah. you know, I, I say it because like I get these random ideas that pop up at times. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I took my wife to the doctor earlier today to get her elbow treatment. Uh, and as we're driving back in the pouring rain, I just screamed, Hey Siri, take a note. And I'm hoping my phone doesn't go off right now. Right. She's like, what the hell are you doing? And she heard me do it. She's like, that was pretty smart. You know, right. it's nice to know that my wife can say I'm actually re- reasonably intelligent <laughs> from time to time. Um, but we, we need to leverage those, those opportunities. And I think that's the beauty of what, I'm trying to do here with Opportunity Knox is to say, how do we build a better relationship with each other mm-hmm. so that we can expose who we are, what we do to other people, so we can build better relationships with the community out there that we want to serve right. um, and, and create those opportunities to make more money, do more things, live a better quality life, serve more clients. And in my case, and I think with your work with YPN and the charity you do, make a difference in the lives of other people. Sure. Um, what other what other challenges, struggles, opportunities do you see with social media that either you need help with, you need to do more of, mm. or you'd love to learn more about, or that you think are missing from other people? So we all, we, like you said, we come from the Gary Vee mentality. Right, right. There's so much out there. There is. Where's Where's the niche that you'd like to get into outside of the restaurant and the, and the show kind of thing? Mm. No. I'm actually working on a, a TV show as well. It's called The American Dream. Okay. And, and it's focused on, we, we just met with the guy, oh, very good. American dream TV. Yes. Yeah. We just yeah. met with them out in San Diego. Very good. Great guys. Yeah. I actually started filming with them. Good for you. Where they wanted to try a different direction. Uh, well, just to kind of change city based or, or on the Island, on the Island. So they wanted to try something where they would focus a little bit on flipping real estate. So we started okay. filming that, that first episode and Fantastic. now we're just waiting for the property to finish. So I think, you know, continuing what I'm doing and doing more of it. Cause that's another issue is that I get so busy. The more business I do, the yeah. harder it is to put out social media, which is what has happened over the last couple of months. So to do more, which I'm going to need help. I'm going to need a full time yep. videographer like you. And then to <clears> also <throat> break into more of like the TV stuff, like the American dream, right. other reality. Oh, that's shows, great. Potentially. Yeah. But, funny small world. Right. We, yeah. we were out, we were out with Kyle whistle. Who's okay. uh, an EXP agent out in, in California, right. East Very County. Cool. Um, and he's good friends with the guy who founded American dream TV. Right. Um, and we talked about it, you know, because I've got some business out in the Hamptons and I've done a little bit in the city, even though it's really not, nice. my, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm a Nassau County guy right. at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I, as I now get to the position where I'm, I'm building my own brokerage, mm-hmm. I've got a touch in Queens and Suffolk and then sure. Brooklyn and the city. And if we really want to expand this into something special that I, I envision, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've got to step out of the bubble in Nassau County, but I've got to learn to run the business. Sure. And I want to be able to put the agents who come on board in a position where they can come become that big name expert to leverage something like American Dream TV. Right. Uh, and when we talked about it, he says, well, why, why do you have interest? I said, well, I'm sitting on a $9 million listing in East Hampton right now. Uh, and the top end of the market out there is just completely frozen. Mm-hmm. You know, there's seven, according to one of the guys who's with Element out there that I, that I co-listed with, there's a seven-year supply of luxury properties. Wow. That's kind of tough, you know nothing over three, four, five million is going and you're looking at eight or nine million. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why American Dream TV actually popped up. Uh, and, and I said, you know, when the time comes and they said, they said they had some new people. So I'm glad to see that it's somebody I know. I think they do a fantastic job and it's, uh, uh, 
when the time comes to leverage the hell out of that, we're more than happy to, to walk you through how we would do it if we were, awesome. were going to do it. Yeah, for uh, sure. I just think different ideas. You know, there's so many ways that you don't need to build a bigger and better mousetrap. You know how to sell it. You need to know how to sell it differently and use it differently. You don't always need to catch a mouse with that mousetrap. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I would love the opportunity to watch what you're doing and learn from it as well. That's, that's great. Congratulations. Awesome, thank you. Um, thank you. And then I also wanted to add though, shoot. is that, you know, I think you do a great job with this and you're one of the, one of the only people out here on Long Island that do it right. You know, you, you, you really follow, follow that Gary V model and you're doing a great job with it. So I appreciate you know, it. Yeah. Definitely it's, keep that up. I, I got obsessed with them, you know, like, yeah. I, I don't know if you've heard the story, but I, I've got to meet him quite a no. few times. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, I've been through his four D's program. When cool. I had the restaurant, they did a couple events in my place and I got to spend time with him and I've been up to the office numerous times. Um, I, I love his team. You know, and, and Corey's one of Corey's best friends is, is one of his, his videographers now. Um, and, and so we, we've got a little bit of an inside track and I, I talk to D-Rock on Instagram every you know, couple times a month. So cool. it's nice to have that network because they are just good people, mm -hmm. you know, and, and there's no secrets there. You know, the, the only secret is work your ass off until right. you can't do it anymore right. and then double down if you can, mm -hmm. uh, if that's what you want. Right. Um, but I've learned so much from him over the years that I, I try to give him credit whenever possible without sounding like a raving fanboy. Right. But the reality of it is, you know, he's made that much of a difference in my life for me. So uh, I feel he deserves it. Yeah. Um, so what's, what's next for you? You know, what, what's the next big move? In real estate? In, in business. Business. Whether it's in, so I, I'm very open about it. I'm a real estate, I own a real estate brokerage. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the best salesperson in my company anymore. I want to run that business. Right. And most people who know me know that I'm working my way out of the sales process so that I can manage and run the organization. Sure. Uh, I've invested in some big tech companies and I've made a good amount of money from that. I've lost a fortune in some others. Mm -hmm. I've invested in a, in a lifestyle brand and cosmetics company up in Lake Placid called Pure Placid. Mm -hmm. Cheap plug. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I like to have my hand on a lot of things. We're, we're actually talking about not only having a media division within a real estate company, but spinning it off into a completely different company because so many people come to us on a regular basis saying, sure. how much would it cost for me to do that? Mm -hmm. Well, the media division is run within the real estate business right now. It's hard for us to price it right and do it justice. Right. And we have ridiculous standards. Mm -hmm. um, so we're dabbling with bringing on some interns or some entry level people to train to see if we could actually build that company. Mm -hmm. So I've got my hands in a million things. And sure. that's what drives me to become better at all of them. Right. I can't if I stay in one, I get bored. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's kind of a cop out, not the right way to look at it. But it's very black and white for me. Um, so sure. any any part of business, you know, what aspirations you have? Uh, well, a few things, you know, um, I'm growing my real estate business in Manhattan as well. So doing more business in Manhattan um, and I'm starting to get more business on the North shore. So really getting into the higher end, although as we touched on the market, you know, the high end is not really moving as quickly right, right now. So um, as you, I'm in multiple markets, you know, I'm in, as I mentioned earlier, anything from 300,000 up to 2.5 million. Um, so really just growing that and building a team right now. Okay. So um, I still have a passion for sales and Good staying for in it for a while. Um, not that and, that's a bad no, thing. Like I said, just right. for me at this sure. point in my life, there's, there's it. a divide. Yeah. It's, it's something I still, still like so passionate yeah. about, but, but like you looking at, um, building a strategy, having systems in place to have a team. So, so that's part of that plan. And then on the real estate investment side, moving from single family into multifamily. So a lot of the money that I've been, you know, 
building and the capital um, is going to be deployed into large multifamily, 50 to 100 units down okay. south. So that's where the investment business is moving. So both businesses are just looking to grow. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Let's, all right, Corey, we've got to do some editing magic here, but let's sure. take a pause here for a second and dive into something totally different and then we'll come back around. This may, like, I don't, I don't know if this will be part of the actual podcast episode. This may be a one-off thing. Cool. Uh, so just make a mark for yourself. And then when I'm done, I'll give you a high sign and we'll, we'll jump back around to it. I got an idea. I'll only go as far as you're comfortable going. <laughs> Good. So you, this is your second real estate company that you're working with. You started yes. out with the Century 21. Where was Correct. that based out of? Oceanside. Oceanside. Okay. Yes. Uh, decent size office, as yeah. most of the Century 21s out here on Long Island are. Mm -hmm. um, and then about two years after you made a move to another big name in Douglas Element. Yes, correct. And again, if, if you don't want to answer any of these questions, we'll completely cut this and throw it on the cutting room floor. Okay. What is it about, what is it about your brokerage, your broker, your brokerage, the management team, whoever it is there that has any interaction or influence on you? Sure. What is it that made you want to join that organization? And once you got understood that, what is it that's kept you there for four years? Great question. And people ask me that all the time. Um, Century 21, as you know, is a great international brand. Yep. Everyone knows who they are. Uh, but for me, I was looking to get into kind of a hybrid business because I worked in design in Manhattan for a very long time. I had a huge sphere of influence there. Okay. And I also had a huge network in Long Island. So I needed to have that reach. Century 21, great company. Love the owners of that franchise that yep. I worked at but they didn't have an office in Manhattan. So the only option I really had was to go to Douglas Elliman. I mean, I had other companies I could have looked at, but what I liked about Elliman was it was one company, right? So multiple offices in multiple regions. One broker. One broker, Yeah. right? They do have a president in Long Island and a president yep. in Manhattan, and they kind of operate of different entities. But there was a parent company, Correct. and then it was just a management set up for exactly. each other. Okay. They also have a huge presence in South Florida. For me, it was about that reach. Okay. So- I moved to Elliman and then I joined multiple offices and I was able to do Manhattan business through Rebney and Long Island business and Queens through LIBOR, right. both different memberships. And then what kept me there was the people. So the relationships that I built over time, the management, the other brokers, um, it's like family. It feels like family to me. I hear that a lot about the company. Yeah. So it's just that great feeling. And for me, you know, family's important, um, doing the right thing in ethics. And, and, that, and that's something that I got at Element. And, but not only that, but the reach beyond New York. So, um, I refer a lot of business to Florida or California and we have, we have that reach and we're in a lot of luxury markets. We moved to Boston, uh, recently Texas, we're in Connecticut now in New Jersey. So it's a growing company and, um, everything from, you know, the CEO down is just, um, has just really connected to me. You mentioned things along the lines of culture and family. Right. And I, I hear that from a lot of agents within the element world. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to try to read my chicken scratching. that sure. I, was, I have horrible handwriting, but when I do <laughs> I it do without too. looking, it's even worse. <laughs> Is it family because they have like-minded people at the top and the people who come on board morph into that? Or do they bring those family-minded people on, those people who kind of fit mm -hmm. that family mind? So I'm a huge, huge I've become incredibly obsessed with core values and things along those lines, sure. vision and mission. So give me a lesson in their hiring practices mm -hmm. because you, you are witnessing it because there's right. always transition in the companies. Are they bringing people on board who fit their core values or are the people who are coming on board, 
end up understanding them and becoming them? I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, a big part of that is great management, but also a lot of training. Douglas Hellman has a ton of training in New York City and Long Island. They okay. have a training center and they have training in the office. So, and they have full support. So even if you need the manager to go to a listing appointment with you, I mean, which a lot of brokers will do, but um, there just seems to be a certain level of care involved and the relationship you have with that manager where, you know, they feel like your friend, but it's also a very professional relationship. Gotcha. I feel like that's yeah part of it for me. Cause I, you know, and there's another trend that right. I've noticed. I mean, as you can see, I more often than not super casual is how I operate. Um, when I'm a client, I'm not going to look as slick as you cause I'm just not built that way, <laughs> but I could put a suit on with the best of them. There's sure. a time and a place for everything. Right. I tend to notice that with agents from your organization, that there's a, there's a minimum standard of expectation. Um, and I'm, I'm always looking to raise my own, but I look at it and say, you, you see our office here. I've referred to it as the frat house before just because we haven't built it out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is, what are those standards that are acceptable mm-hmm. or not acceptable for you as an agent within that organization or within any organization? Now, I don't want to make this element specific. You as a professional, mm-hmm. what are the standards that you look for in the people you work for and with? Well, a few things like respect, um, respect in the office, but also within the industry. There's a minimum standard when it comes to commissions, when it comes to how to do the paperwork, just the operations as a whole, okay. I find to be at a very high standard. And there's a, there's a minimum as to how that commission is is split up and shared with cooperating agents, whether they be from Element or from a, from a competing office as well, correct? Correct. Terrific. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. So, um, what are the most common traits amongst the successful agents that, that you work with or experience, whether they be within your company or, or other companies? Sure. I think, I think professionalism is important, uh, respect, but also follow-up. I think follow-up is very important. Um, and just, yeah, I think, I think follow-up is extremely important and something that, you know, I try to keep um, at the forefront of my own business. And sometimes it's difficult because you get yeah. so busy, but you know, always follow up. And just to touch on that as a separate thing is that um, some listings that I've gotten have been from following up with somebody like eight or 10 times. And, and, and that's something that I always tell new agents, you know, um, you know, follow up and follow through. It's so important. It's, we talk about it in our company where we have, we have our lead generation module. We have our conversion module. Right. And okay. in that conversion module is usually where things fall apart mm, yep. because Everybody, listen, human nature says you get, you get a lead. You want to, you don't even want to work it. You want to get paid. Everybody wants the easy way out. I'm, I'm not a fan. If you don't get dirty doing it, it's not, it's, if you don't get dirty doing it, it becomes dirty money and I don't right. want dirty money. Exactly. Um, I mean, there, there was, there was a quote unquote lead that came into our system almost five years ago uh, that nobody was able to connect with. And then all of a sudden, four and a half years in, there was a one conversation and Three months went by, one more conversation, three more months went right. by, and then boom, next thing you know, a month and a half later, closing table. Sure. Uh, and you'd never spoke up until the last minute, and then you walk out like your, your brother and sister. It was, it was kind of comical. Right. And something just to touch on that idea yeah. is that that's another aspect that social media gives us is that we're in front of people every single day, yep. regardless. People will see us. And if they're not ready now or if they need help in you know four years, they're going to think of us because- we're providing value every single day, 
and wasn't well, ready. It's like people say all the time, what's the, what's the return on investment of social media? Right. And, and you really can't put a number on it because it's not, we ran an ad, someone converted, they bought a house, we made X. Right. Social media is all about relationships. It's about engagement. Yes. That's why engagement rates are the things that most of the big companies try to track. Right. Um, you know, in, in, so I'll close 27 sides this mm-hmm. year myself with, with an additional 11 in referrals that went out. Right. Um, of the 27 sides, seven of them were things that I could directly relate to social media, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that the lead or the client or the prospect was, was, created through social media. Right. It's about connecting with people. Yep. So we put a ton of information out, free reports and market updates, all those other kind of kind of bells and whistles that educate people. Right. And when someone gives us that thumbs up or a smile or a thank you, you're welcome. What else can we do for you? It's like a right. post we put up today. It's like, we, we don't do this for, because we love to see our face. I mean, he put out, he gave me a picture with a giant bubble head of myself on someone else's body. So, yeah. I thought it was hysterical. Cool. Um, but you know, it came from connections that we had. There were people I, I haven't spoken to since high school that we did business with this year mm-hmm. because they saw my stuff because they were playing Candy Crush or Words with Friends and guess whose giant head came out in a video. Right. And, and they, I love your stuff. Keep up the great work. Thanks. If you ever need anything, here's where I am. Boom, back, forth, back, forth. Oh, by the way, I'm looking to buy. I'm looking to sell. We can do that for right. you. Right. So there was no direct return on the investment. But we developed a relationship. As a sure. result of all of those relationships, at least four of those seven transactions are going to lead to another one for us within the next 18 to 24 months. Sure. Amazing. And it's and all 11 referrals that I did, uh, nine of them all came from people. I, I, I'm not in California, but I know somebody who says, I got to need you. Know somebody out here? Right. Not yet, but I'll find them for you. Right. And I vet them. Sure. Um, so there, there's huge leverage in it. And it's, it's I got to be honest with you, as much as I hated it when I started, it's actually fun. It is. You know, I, I enjoy it. I, I'm watching the green screen stuff we were shooting the other day and I'm watching it. Well, it doesn't have the edits, which so is me cursing at the camera. Uh, that. And that stuff makes me laugh. It's, it's yeah. what keeps me going. Yeah. And that's something that's so important is the passion and also enjoying it. Yeah. Um, Cause if you're not enjoying it, it's just like real estate, you that's know, it's exactly a tough business. It. Yeah. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, you're going to stop. And I think the failure rate is like 90%. It's, it's ridiculous within the first year. Right. So you really have to love it because I tell people you're going to be punched in the face every morning. Basically you that's really right. have to like love what you're doing to take those hits and to keep getting up. And um, I always tell new agents with doing social media, just like what you said, it's like, I don't just put up a, video and get a lead or get a listing. It's I'm nurturing relationships over time. It's creating a community. Exactly. And interestingly enough, most of the time it's not a buyer or a seller. It's another agent that knows that I'm in Long Island or knows that I'm in Manhattan Mm -hmm. and they don't want to go there or they don't have the reach or they're not part of Redney. So it's actually just solving problems, not only for aid for buyers and sellers, but but within the agents as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would say easily, easily 75% of my followers across all platforms are, are, are licensed mm-hmm. or somewhat directly tied to the industry. Same. So mortgage providers, insurance companies, right. I've got more junk hauling. I didn't know there was such a huge industry other than two or three companies, but I've probably got 40 different companies here on Long Island would willing to do a clean out of a dump house for you. <laughs> wow. uh, it, it's incredible. And it's, it's, it's good because it's creating, I do a tremendous amount of charitable work and I used to never talk about it, but it's becoming a bigger and bigger thing for me. Sure. But as a result of the relationships and the asks that I put out on social media two or three times over the last 12 months, 
we've raised, I've been a part of an organization that raised over $130,000 for leukemia research this year. Um, We are just short of our $30,000 goal for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Mm -hmm. to fundraiser for late this year. Um, I'm working with some veterans causes to put together uh, uh, fundraising efforts. And it's, most of it's come from social media. Hey, I've got a, I've got a need. I don't have a problem. I got a need. If you're willing to or accepting of it, I would love not only your money, but your awareness. Sure. And I, I think that's what's really helped make, really take me to the next level with wanting to do this, saying it doesn't matter how uncomfortable I am, I'm making a difference. Right. You know, right. And, and, and that's what it's all about for me. And I think you're a guy along those lines uh, in that, you know, it's kind of become my unofficial tagline. I don't get out of bed in the morning to make a dollar. I get out of bed to make a difference. Right. And when the dot, when I need the dollars, they'll find me as a result of doing the right thing. Exactly. Um, so go. Yeah. And, and that's also what social media allows us to do is to reach more people and to help yeah. more people. And that's, that's and that's like what you said, what it's really all about. And um, it's an, another thing I try to tell agents is like, you know, you can't chase the money. Never. You know, you got to chase to help people. The money's going to come. Yep. And if you're out helping people doing the right thing, fundraising and just out there grinding, the money's going to come. Yeah. And I think the majority of us, you know, I, we're, we're, we're shit on all too often as an industry to put it, to put it blunt. Uh, But there are so many good people out there and, you know, networks like, like yours with, with YPN and a lot of the stuff that, that a live board of board of realtors does for, for fundraising and Island harvest and homes for heroes. And there's so many good things. And and I think we, as the professionals within the industry need to raise that standard of everybody else. Who's not where we expect them to be. We need to make that difference, not only for the community, but for our community of agents. Sure. Uh, sure. Love them or leave them. Doesn't matter. Once you get, once you get into this business, you've got to be part of a solution. For sure. Um, And that, that kind of just give me a little bit of inspiration to try some other things now that we'll, we'll dive into. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole thing we talked about out in California with the whole charitable end of it. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of opportunities for us to expose in a positive way mm-hmm. because the, the choice of words is wrong, but expose some of these organizations for what they really are. Right. Because they're, they're unrep- underrepresented in how much good they can do. Sure. Um, you know, and the little mom and pop charity that's a right around the corner, that's a legit 501C. Uh, we, we need to, to make more noise for them. Definitely. And, and just, do good things. Yeah. I'll do, what else can I do for you before we wrap it up? I want to respect your time and I greatly appreciate you coming in here and shedding some light on a few things. Yeah. Um, what can we do to bring some value to you? I think we should try to work on more stuff together. You, you got know, it. Um, and just create content and just document it and just find more people to help. Right, you know, so, think, so coming soon, it. look, look forward to the premiere episode of McSherry and Miller. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it sounds good to me. It sounds too much like an eighties female <laughs> cop show, but I, I won't go down that yeah, path. Yeah. Yeah, right. but, dude, I, I appreciate you coming yeah. in here. Uh, you know, we'll link up all of your accounts everywhere we post this and we'll, we'll tag you in everything that we post and share Sounds anything good. we can do to be a value or benefit to you. Please let us know. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much to the one and only John McSherry yeah. for gracing us with his, his presence and his time today. Uh, if you need to get a hold of John, you got questions about New York city real estate. Uh, you know, he's based out of garden city, lives at Rockville center. We got a lot in common in, yeah. in our, in our, our life path there. Yeah. Uh, but either of us would be more than happy to help you out. Follow along. Uh, We look forward to speaking to you soon. Again, as always, please like, comment, share. Tell us what we can do to bring more value to the table for you because you're the only reason why we do this. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day. Thank you, guys.